Hello, Weirdsville! It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly podcast of the weird, the wild, the unusual, the adventurous, the exciting, the hilarious, the bizarre, the hard to explain, and the downright fascinating true stories told by the people who lived them podcast. Uh, we had to pay a lot of money for that sub uh, for that subtitle that that byline there of all of the things that we just listed off is what we do. We're the What's Your Weird Story podcast, and we are Adam Beebe. That's me, and the other part the other part of we is Mr. Barry Johnston, the smiling sensei, my dear, and uh, my brother and my boy, my ride or die. Uh, the uh, bees to my carrots. I don't know. We're not quite like that. Here's Barry Johnston. Hello, Hello Barry. how are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm trying to find uh, words today, as you see, but uh, uh, sometimes good. I'm on them. Good. Uh, uh, I stay busy. Um, you know, I had a uh, an in. You know, we talked about my my dog issue, and uh, I ended up having to call yes, the freaking yes. cops again on my neighbors. So second time, oh, so, really? and I hate Jeez. being that guy, man. But I mean, just enough is enough. Um, so yeah, so that's yep. the that's the new report here. Uh, n- nothing really much to report besides that. But yeah, we're doing good, man. We my uh, youngest uh, comes home from college this week, which will be nice. We've been trying to get things ready for him because uh, it'll be an, a, a body another body in the house for a couple months so yep 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 gotta get get that spring yep. cleaning yep. in Absolutely. full force i've been do, been been doing some of that myself um you know but uh when i and when i'm not spring cleaning you know i'm usually uh yeah w- working of course and a bit uh uh, but also relaxing in the evening with my cat, watching uh, some of my uh, favorite TV series. Um, have you seen, speaking of things that I've been watching, um, have you watched uh, on Netflix uh, Sweet Tooth? It's yeah. kind of cool seeing society and human beings sure. trying to survive and prevail and order yeah. and you know get back from you know so that gives me hope uh, you know if we're not taken over by the machines and society just crumbles on its own uh, or some kind of you know um, you know invasion of aliens or, or or some other thing that brings us to our knees and weans our numbers down um, uh, so I'll have hope that we'll be able to survive and yeah. adapt uh, and so anyway, um, Sweet Tooth is a post-apocalyptic show, but it's it's a fun show. It's it's uh, by an art, art, writer artist named uh, Jeff Lemire. It's set in a world uh, where there has been. Um, I know this sounds perhaps far-fetched, right, right, right. but there's been a virus that breaks and it kills a lot of people. But all the children that were born after this virus came were animal oh, wow. human okay. hybrids and um, the main character that we follow is a boy named Gus uh, aka Sweet Tooth and he is on a journey 
to find um, okay. his mother. Um, and uh, he is joined by a uh, a guy that is uh, he calls affectionately uh, Big Man uh, because this guy is huge and it turns out he's, he's a former um, uh, football player like pro football player like you know like a lineman or yeah. linebacker or something just, just huge sure. dude and he's a survivalist and he's out there surviving on his own and so they end up teaming up and forming this you know friendship and um, the there's a there's a there are these new quasi governments that are out, and one of them uh, is called the Last Men, and they're trying to hunt down all of these wow. hybrids okay. and capture them. And so uh, we follow them as they go to Colorado to other places, and uh, it ends. Uh, the first season ends with <clears throat> with Gus getting caught by the the Last Men. Uh, I binged it and. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's so good. Great nice, acting. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what, where's that at? What? Will, what? Uh, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, Will Will Forte uh, plays uh, Gus's father. Oh, that's great. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. is one of the pro- executive producers oh, of this. Oh, oh you know? okay. It, <clears throat> pardon nice. me. It's fan. It's fantastic. Yeah, he's definitely highly recommend. He's been involved in a few things that I've been watching lately. I keep seeing him, Robert Downey um, Jr. on as an executive producer for a bunch of stuff, and I think that's cool, man. I did you ever watch the the documentary about his father that he made? You know, I did. I have that on uh, my. You know, to watch list, it's good, but I never. It's did. good, I man. I didn't really know much about his dad. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I knew that his dad was involved in the film in- industries, but I didn't realize, um, kind of what his deal is. And he was a real avant-garde, like, kind of a punk rocker of the day type of guy. Mm-hmm. Made some real weird films, you know. Um, but it was really good. So I think that's cool that that Robert Downey Jr. is doing that, and he's getting involved in in stuff like that. You know, making making fun, good good pieces of work. You know, yeah, and kind of uh, keeping it in the family, and kind of keeping yeah, in family exa- traditions. Exactly. You know, and uh, but uh, and of course, speaking of keeping family traditions and keeping is doing that very same thing. Yeah, today we have our friend Danny. And, uh, man, we, we got some great stories. Yes, you can check him out. He is Danny Dior on Instagram. He is He's a little bit Insta-famous, <clears throat> something we're not used to. But uh, talking to Danny was fantastic. We had a great time talking to him. He is part of the um, Svilar family who has had the Svilar Steakhouse in Hudson, Wyoming for many generations. And he's got some really incredible supernatural stories, spooky supernatural stories, but also some really nice, like, kind of, you know, I don't know, tender, but uh, he's a lot, he's got a lot of great stories from his house 
from yeah, the, exploring the the Queen Mary, and also from that uh, family steakhouse that he is one of the uh, part runners for. And he took the day off, or the day that he spoke to us rather, uh, was you know like. A, co- a calamitous day at the restaurant they were having gas leaks there are all these problems uh, but he was able to whip it back into shape and be able to join us here on the podcast and we really uh, appreciate it because we had a great conversation and did yeah. some great stories and uh, so we hope you enjoy so Danny thank you for joining us what's your weird story hey guys thank you for having me I you know kind of want to take you on a small little journey across my um my touch with the paranormal and the things that i've seen and the things that i've experienced and it all kind of ties into you know me really truly finding spirituality if you will very cool um you know i i've always been an atheist growing up my parents you know thankfully never pushed a organized religion down my throat and i'm very very thankful of that because i had cousins that were forced to go to church and things like that and they just absolutely hated it and i feel like you know not finding their own way almost made them hate religion even more yeah yeah so um one of the beauties of the part of wyoming that i live i live right on the wind river indian reservation and i mean spirits are very well known on the wind river indian reservation um there's things such as hacha and in the arapaho language that's that's the devil there's things like the little people who yeah. are basically a tribe of these little people that live out in the hills and do menacing things. And there's times where spirits can actually attach themselves to a person and follow them home. We've, uh, we, we grew up in Oklahoma and uh, a lot of Native American population there. And one of those, one of the themes that goes through a lot of uh, Native American cultures from different parts of the states, is the uh, it's the little people, and it's it's one that we love hearing about because you don't hear about it very often if you're you know if you're white like yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't. And they actually have a they have a mummified little person in Cody, Wyoming. Wow. Really? Wow. Yes. Thankfully, I never had to deal with the little people, but um, a very a very dear friend of mine, Nikki, um, came over to my house one night for some cocktails and, you know, just random bullshitting. And she, you know, she just didn't seem the same. And, you know, I ended our little gathering kind of soon. And therefore, I was just laying in bed and I had this beautiful leather purple couch across from my bed in my bedroom. And there was a blanket on it. And I noticed that the blanket started moving up oh. and down, up and down. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's kind of strange, uh, you know, for that to be happening. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, the feather boa that was next to it flew off the couch. <laughs> I know why I had a feather boa. You know, it's it's it was a party house. So, hey, <laughs> man, yeah. yeah. it doesn't have a feather boa Absolutely. somewhere. <laughs> I, I, Absolutely. Mean, I, I know I, I I'm pretty sure I do uh, some from. Back in my party house days. (laughs) Well, and it it got to the point where, you know, I started hearing knocks and started hearing, you know, different things, you know, creeping around out in the basement of my house. And the basement was probably around 4,000 square feet. Wow. Wow. And I was the only person down there. I mean, it was a 7,000 square foot house. My father was upstairs in his own master suite. 
And I mean, knocks started happening. Things started happening. Other blankets started moving. And I was, I was like, come on, <laughs> you're not drunk. You've only had a couple glasses of wine. What the hell's going on? So I end up going upstairs into my father's room and laying out on his couch in front of his bed. And I see a entity in his door. Hmm. Whoa. And it was, it was a shadow. I couldn't see any sort of facial features or things of that matter. And I was absolutely completely terrified. Yeah. So I called my very, very dear friend Kimber and this was like close to four o'clock in the morning. And I said, Kimber, you need to get over to my house right now. Something's not right. You need to get over now. So she gets out of bed and she lived right down the street from me and comes over and we go into the, um, into basically not the non-formal living room and we're just hanging out and we start noticing the blinds are moving back and forth toward the front door and she's getting very, very scared as well. We see somebody peek over this ledge that we had in the, in the living room. Couldn't make out a face or anything. It was a shadow. So Kimber's also like completely afraid, scared to death. And right where we're sitting was the spiral staircase to the downstairs. And we hear this menacing, disgusting laugh. Ugh. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very scary. And well, my, the, the chill bumps on my, on my arms are in the back of my neck are definitely slowly <laughs> creeping up as you keep going, man. This is, this is intense. And uh, this, this is something we're like, okay, we, we're just going to stay up for another hour so the sun will be up and then we're going to go to sleep. So, you know, the sun finally comes up. My dad is, you know, joking around with us, basically saying, oh, there's a ghost in here. Maybe I'll have a friend now and I won't feel so alone. Things like that. I mean, and <laughs> he, he needed to realize, like, Harry and I were actually terrified, absolutely terrified. So we, the sun was up. We felt better. Um, we go down to the basement. Uh, back to my room, and she lays out on my purple leather couch that I was talking about earlier, and I lay in my bed. And as we're trying to get some sleep, I actually wear an eye mask, uh, you know, a sleeping mask that mm -hmm, you know yeah. bougie bitches like to wear. So, um, <laughs> you know, basically, I'm, I'm laying in bed, and my bed has a headboard that's up against a wall. And I, I, I've never experienced anything like this before in my life. This was probably the the creepiest thing I've ever experienced. I felt these hands come out from behind my head headboard and start touching my face. Oh. And the weird thing is though, is that water started dripping on my face. Oh, I, and I would take off the eye mask and it would stop immediately. I look up, there's no water, no water dripping from the ceiling at all. Wow. And I'm like, and I could see the water in my hands. It was not sweat. It was cold water. And I smelt it. And it smelt like murky lake water. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So I'm like freaking out again. I tell Kimber, I'm like, this is absolutely insane. And she said, just try to get some sleep. I put my eye mask on. And I wouldn't be damned if it happened again. And by that point, I'm just like, oh, my God, Kimber, it's, it's happening again. We both, you know, I take off my eye mask. We're up. And you know how you, you know, put like a crystal to the sunlight and you see that aurora borealis of um, rainbow? Yeah. Yeah, the prism. That reflects yeah. a prism. Thank you. Um, as, we, as we're both like awake with our eyes open, we see a prism in the shade of yellow flying all around the room. Oh, damn. 
all around the room. And this is, it, it was impossible for any light to even be penetrating the room because the curtains were blacked out. This was the basement. Yeah. The only window in there was completely blacked out. There was no natural light or light for that matter, even shining in. Damn. Well, was it, so it wasn't an orb or was it like, I mean, what, what kind of, I'm a little, I'm a little confused on the, I guess a, a yellow rainbow or I'm not sure. So the best way that I could describe it is, you know, it, it looked like the light of a prism, except uh-huh. it was a yellow light that was just going all around the room. Hmm. Wow. Damn. How so, big, how I mean, big I, was it? Um, you know, it was only a couple inches. Okay. You know, long, I'd say. Okay. Mm. Wow. So nothing, nothing too big, nothing too, too small, but it was like big enough to be noticeable. Wow. And it was flying all around the room. So therefore, me being connected with the Native American community, I called, um, called a friend who um, was an elder. And she called um, her friend who was a medicine man. Mm-hmm. And they had to come out to the house. And the medicine man... Um, had to do a blessing on the house and informed me that a spirit had followed a friend into my house and what I was dealing with was a water fairy. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't know that I, we've never had a water fairy <gasps> uh, story for sure. Wow. And, you know, I think that the most people think that, you know, these fairies are, you know, these cute little playful little things like Tinkerbell. But, you know, in some cultures, you know, fairies can be evil, menacing things that terrorize and, you know, completely try to destroy your life. And, I mean, after I got the medicine man in the next day, because he came out immediately, it was gone. Wow. Wow. So how long ago was this? Um, That was a couple months before my father passed away in 2012. Okay. Wow. wow. And 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 you you only experienced some weird things happening, like, like just shortly... Like in a short period of time, there it wasn't something that was happening for a long time. It just was a short period of time. It, it set on that night, and it ended the next day after I had the medicine man. Come Interesting. In. Wow. Damn, man, that is so and wow. It, it was it was probably the, one of the things that terrified me the most in my life, and it really started opening, you know, maybe my my veil up mm-hmm. to to the paranormal and not thinking that it's just not, not being much of a skeptic, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an idea of, of what friend it was attached to? Oh, most definitely that friend, Nikki, I was mentioning. It it had to have been her because she was native American and she was the only native American person that um, I had in my house that night. Okay. 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 Did you you speak to her about it? You know, after that, we really kind of lost touch. Oh, wow. Oh, Huh. And I know that she was going through some stuff in her life, right. um, and I just kind of, uh, I just kind of figured, you know, best to, best to let go and really not stay in contact because if that's the kind of stuff that's following her around, yeah. I don't want that to happen again. Yeah, no yeah. kidding, man. Yeah, the fairy and, folk, the fairy creatures that are throughout, like you said, in different cultures, you know, they're they're well, they're tricksters. They're yes. kind of trickster spirits, and like in Ireland, and, and especially, they, there's tons of legends of uh, what the fairy folk would do. Uh, like they would steal children and replace them with a uh, a changeling, um, a uh, 
a fairy that would take the child's place and, and like change into looking like the child. Um, they would do all sorts of things that like then were not to they were not the friendly cute uh, Tinkerbell that we right, that we right. think of from the Disney stuff that generally speaking the, the fairy folk were kind of uh, kind of scary, you know kind of you know not to be trusted not to be dealt with you don't follow them you don't take except food from them because um, you could be taken to the fairyland so that's so that's- yeah I, I and I honestly it's so funny because you're on now we had um we had a young lady on from Ireland last week and she talked yep. about fairies and like yeah. that's just something I've never really considered like that's taken seriously and or how how in real like i think about tinkerbell you know what i mean like that's the fairy that i I think about which is i i I just didn't realize that there's a whole i mean i I guess i knew but i didn't know how seriously that this thing was that prevails through all these different cultures so that's very cool you know, and that was definitely the start of my my paranormal journey, I would say, um, and really trying to open up my veil and you know really pay attention to the little things. Yeah. And um, you know, it kind of led me next to when my father passed away. Mm. Um, a couple months later, um, I was all alone in the seven thousand square foot house, and I would hear footsteps upstairs. Mm. At you know two three o'clock in the morning, yeah. and I'd go up and nobody would be there, but his computer would be on. Yeah. And I, I'm a Mac kind of guy. He was a Windows guy. Right. Nobody would touch his computer. Yeah. And right around that time is when he would get up in the middle of the night to go and check his stocks, send emails, things of that matter. Mm. Wow. And that continued on until I left to go to California. And once I got to California, I'm 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 a ship geek. Uh, I love ocean liners and things of the past like that. Okay. Um, I started ghost hunting on the Queen Mary. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. We, we got to touch on that. I don't know yeah. if, if that's where you're going, but we, we definitely need to touch on, on some of that. That is definitely where, where I'm headed now. Okay, sweet. sweet. <laughs> so, um, you know, the Queen Mary has these um, events. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what they're called, but you can go and eat at their their restaurant and then go on a on a ghost hunting tour until about four or five o'clock in the morning. Okay. So my my first one, it was it was awesome. They were giving us you know different you know equipment to use and things to that mat- matter. And you know I became friendly with the with the actual um, residential ghost hunter, if you will, Matthew. Uh, from Para X Explorers, awesome guy. Um, I know that the ships closed down and they're starting to reopen, so I'm not really for sure of, you know, how long until they are going to redo those tours or if they're going to or whatever. So uh, I started kind of making this an every weekend type of deal because it was awesome to, you know, not only see the inner workings of, you know, an ocean liner from the 1930s, but you know, to really start trying to get evidence and things that matter. And um, one of the times I took my friend from, uh, she was from New Jersey. We went to college together in Los Angeles. Uh, Absolute skeptic, thought it was the stupidest thing ever, but she was going because I was paying for it and we were going to go have drinks and be out till four o'clock in the morning. Um, We were in the engine room where right near watertight door number 13, 
uh, back in the 1960s, they had their regular watertight door drills where the doors, you know, would close just to make sure everything was in working order. Mm-hmm. And a um, engineer by the name of John Petter was killed in door number 13. Mm. And uh, women have been known to have been touched and to see John Petter and to experience John Petter in that area. And this girl was, you know, pushing six foot, big, badass, Billy Badass, if you will. And she was touched. She went in this, you know, going, having no, you know, thoughts that anything was going to happen. She thought it was stupid. She just, you know, thought it was almost a waste of time. And she got, she got touched. Wow. And um, a sense of emotion from this girl, you know, just, it overcame her. She was in tears. She didn't know what to do. She wanted to leave. And, uh, you know, after that, she refused to go back. Wow. Damn. And, awesome. you know, that continues to another experience that I had. We were, uh, this was, you know, another time, uh, we were in the green room of the Green Mary, which is a area that Disney had set up once uh, they had taken over the ship in like the 80s or 90s or something like that and built this um, area for performers. And um, we were setting up um, an EVP session. Okay. And we, um, and I actually still have this EVP, thank goodness, um, where we asked if, you know, if somebody was there, would, you know, could we give us, would they give us your their name? And obviously the thing said no. And the clearest no, no type of deal. Oh, wow. You know, and that really brought uh, chills over my entire body. Sure. And, uh, you know, the, the green room, I have to say, is probably one of the most haunted areas of the Queen Mary. Is it? I because I, I, I saw a, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was a while back. They did a ghost hunting uh, show there. And they and it, it they got a lot of evidence off this one show. If it were, if it's, if what they showed was true, it seemed like it's a very active ship. Yeah, it, well, it, it's, it's, it's pretty famously active. Yeah. I mean... You know, like it's historically known uh, for being a, a, a being haunted, and you know, every, pretty much every ghost kind of show will do an investigation there. Yeah, and I know we've had a couple of people that have talked about going on it, um, and it's yeah, it seems like it's one of those places that if you uh, if you go to it and uh, you're not completely ghost blind, um, like myself. Um, then you'll definitely, you know, have an experience, it seems. You know, and uh, a lot of people claim that the, you know, the most active and most haunted part of the ship is the swimming pool, where the residential yeah. spirit there is um, a little girl by the name of Jackie, and okay. there's also a portal there. Okay. Mm. Um, but in my, I, I mean, I had to have been on that 20 times, you know, I'd, I'd never had any experiences in the pool itself. Okay. Only only in the green room. Wow. And there was another incident where we, it, it was the craziest thing. We had a woman apparition peer in on the group from above and let out this screen. Oh. Oh. And, you know, I, that was one thing that I didn't, I did not catch on camera or anything like that. But that is something that terrified me to the bone. She was an older woman, long hair peering into this hole into this little room and i there was at least 15 people in there that 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 saw that 
Damn, wow. that, 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 the disembodied voices would scare the shit out of me, man. I, I, when I think about hauntings and, and those are the types of stories that are the freakiest to me because EVPs are one thing because you're catching it after the fact. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's still creepy, but to have that happen in real time and to audibly hear something like that would just, I've never had that experience, but it just, it freaks me out. It really, it's wild. That's a wild well, and, and that's not the only disembodied voice that, you know, I've heard there. Since I did become very um, friendly with Matthew from Para-X Explorers, once the um, tour was over and most of the people left, I was allowed to go back with him into the ship to grab different things and spend oh. spend time with myself and whoever I brought with me that time, one-on-one, alone, nobody else. Wow. What is it about, can I ask you, because because you, you, know, you seem to be drawn toward ships, you like ships and things like that, what is it about ships that accumulates spirits like that, do you think? Um, I'm just curious about that, because... It seems like, I don't know if the, the water plays into that or, or what it is. You know, I think that it's just, it's a vessel for so many people that have memories of even, of, of, excuse me, I think it's a vessel for so many people that have memories of going on these fantastic voyages across mm-hmm. the pond to experience different parts of Europe or, you know, yeah. memories of people that are coming to America to immigrate. Right. You know that that was a that was a vessel that brought them you know so much joy and happiness, sure. and they've left their personal energy right, right yeah. there imprinted on that ship like a fingerprint. Yeah, and you have to remember it was also used as a troop ship during World War II, right? And was Hitler's like top hit list ship to be bombed, which wow. never occurred. Wow. Um, and also, um, you know, there were things that happened, such as it rammed um, a another ship. Uh, that was actually um, guiding it in the middle of World War II. And when the Queen Mary hit that ship, it um, killed all the people on board. Oh, wow. And then some in the front of the ship. But they had to keep going. They couldn't stop because yeah. if they were stopped, yeah. I mean, that left them open to, you know, German forces right. being able to bomb the ship. Yeah, and, and if they hit somebody, I mean, you can't stop. On a, you're in motion on the ocean. <laughs> you're in right. motion on the ocean. You can't just hit the brakes. You can slow down until you have very little momentum, but you can't really just stop. You know, and and let, you know, that's just not how it works. And so, yeah, if you hit something, yeah, you, you go through it. You can't really, especially right. something as huge as the Queen Mary hitting something smaller. Or whatever, they're not maneuverable. You know that being that size. So, I mean, and the the Queen Mary literally sliced the Curacao was the name of the ship in half. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. wow, damn! And so they were able, of course, to close the watertight bulkheads on the ship and you know keep on sailing. But there were men on board the Queen Mary as well that that perished when that happened. Wow. I mean, there was ten thousand troops on the ship one of, and i believe that it's the biggest troop carrier still to this day of wow. record of how many people were on it and that led to my second disembodied voice experience we were in the very front of the ship in the bow under the water and we did hear a very large blood curl- curdling male scream mm. 
Damn. Like loud like real loud like uh, very loud and we were in the same area where the people that would have died were in oh man that's all we were under the water right at the very front of the ship like you could touch you could touch like the bow where like the two pieces of steel came together right there that's some scary dude what did you do what was your reaction you know to be honest with you the reactions just kind of started to to fade away Mm-hmm. And it was just more of like a really like cool like mind opening wow vibe than a terror vibe if you will right. okay yeah I mean so, after yeah. after I had to deal with the damn fairy I things just kind of <laughs> <laughs> didn't bother me as much and it was just like oh my god like that's just that just happened that's just a thing yeah wow yeah. well I think that comes with you know your acceptance of there's something else out there and you know that we don't see that we don't we can experience you know with the with you know what you felt you know you were you were you were touched and, and you and hearing and stuff but that accepting that there's this this you know supernatural or whatever you want to call it element out there that you would you know, i mean you still might be shocked to hear a scream but you definitely i mean you were ex- kind of expecting it and probably excited to hear it I would imagine. Definitely. Most definitely. And building on that, like it after you've experienced a few times, it it doesn't spook you as much as it excites you. Like yeah. holy shit, that just happened. You know, something that I could just add to yeah. to the experiences and things that I've seen. It just it it's it's pretty rad when you get to that point. Yeah, because there's not a lot of people that have had those experiences. A lot of people go on these excursions and they're hoping that they get something like that. But I mean mm-hmm. It's got to be a small percentage of people that actually come away from it with a real, ex- true experience like that, and that's that's one of those experiences that you can't chalk up to being faked. Or if it was faked, it would have to be done on a level that no one would know where it's yeah, coming it would from. Be, it would be known. It'd be debunked right. by now if they had, yeah. people were faking it for like you know. Fun the funsies or for the tourism or something, so it would yeah. be found out, right? Well, and to touch on that, it did seem, and I'm not saying this was every single excursion that you know Matthew had put on, but it did seem like a very good percentage of percentage of them people left with some sort of evidence or had some sort right. of experience yeah. to validate, you know, to validate what these people are claiming with it being one of the most haunted places in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense now that you tell me the history. I didn't realize all the war history and things like that. So you're talking about a lot of heightened sense of of being, a lot of crazy, like, experiencing a lot of crazy situations. And I think also, too, I don't know shit about this stuff, but I, but I do think that, like, something about the metal or something about the actual containing of the ship, like has to have some sort of energetic property that just it can latch onto in some way, I think. Well, especially with the water being with water being so powerful and how it is. Absolutely. So self contained. Yeah. On water. I mean it's still on water to this day. I mean it's never dry docked or anything like that. So it's still in uh the bay of uh Long Beach. So I mean it it definitely I believe amplifies things. Sure. I lived in Long Beach and I used to drive past that. And it never occurred to me to go check it out. And I'm I'm really mad at myself that I never did because we hear these stories. And I'm like, man, that that would have been cool to 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 check out. And 
and then they closed it. You, you, you said they're trying to open it back up again or something. They just tried. They're, they just reopened the um, the tours okay. uh, back to the public, but I'm not for sure if that um, if the ghost hunting um, tour okay. is is you know still yeah. open or what they're doing there. Sure, it's 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 doing it slowly but surely. I know that they have had a millions of dollars worth of um repairs that were essential to keep it afloat and you know yeah. things like that because you know it's 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 an 80 year old <laughs> ship and things are going to break down and you need to make sure yeah. that yeah. you know things aren't compromised with yeah. the hull and things yeah. like that yeah. yeah i i i i watch one of my favorite shows to watch on tv's deadliest catch and these guys the ships that they use are all from world war ii mm-hmm. and i mean you're thinking about like that's almost that's 80 some you know, almost we're getting into almost a hundred years old, and and they're still operating, and and it just goes to show you how well those things are made, yeah, um, and how well they're they're constructed. And I would hate to see a, a ship like the Queen Mary, you know, because of lack of funding or something like that, have to get taken out of the water, and and you know. Because it's just such a cool thing that we still are able to go and check out, you know, in its natural environment. I think that's really cool. Really cool. You know, and that kind of leads me to my last ever experience on the Queen Mary. Um, My friend from Wyoming who was living in um, L.A. as well, we went. We went and had our dinner and drinks and whatnot. And um, after the tour was over, um, we were in the green room, going back to the green room. And Matthew was getting some other equipment taken care of. And as we were in the green room, just kind of sitting, chilling, asking some questions, the door slammed. Oh. And uh, Matthew did hear the door slam. I immediately got up and opened the door and nobody was there. Damn. And that was my last experience on the Queen Mary. And the crazy thing is, months later, her and I both left L.A. and came back to Wyoming where I've been, you know, assisting at my family-owned restaurant. And now that I've been, you know, more open and in tuned to uh, to things, if you will, that's when I finally started experiencing things in the place that I've always been told my whole life has been haunted. As the bar my grandparents purchased in 1912, the same year the Titanic went down, and uh, we opened the restaurant in 41. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. So so you come back with with more experience than you left with. And now you're ready to get into... A situation and 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 open up to it in a way that you'd never have before. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I've you know sh- I shut that off as a child, mm-hmm. never wanting to be messed with with it. But now that I was more open and in tuned, that's when things started happening at the restaurant. Okay, we got we got to go there. 
definitely. Well, you know, Hudson was a coal mining town mm -hmm. um, way, way back in the day. And, you know, my grandparents were both Yugoslavian immigrants. Um, they came over here, you know, not actually together, but met here in Hudson. And, you know, Hudson had a fabulous history of, you know, we had the whorehouse across the street, um, you know, had the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, everything. It was mm -hmm. it was a quintessential old West town. Yeah. Funded by um, funded by uh, by coal. And, um, you know, some things that I was told as a kid, you know, by like a caretaker is that we would have um, a, a spirit upstairs whom we called brains. And Brains was actually a, um, a former employee of of the restaurant, Sweeler's. And um, he was a bartender. He ended up dying in the sanatorium in um, Evanston, Wyoming. Okay, wow. And he what, upstairs at Sweeler's, we had an old hotel. Mm -hmm. And Cal um, was slapped several times while he was trying to sleep. And um, he would awaken to see Brains oh, wow. before he dissipated. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody thought that he was crazy, you know, and that's where, you know, the legends of the restaurant being ha haunted truly started from was from Cal story of brains and things to that matter. Wow. What, and, what year, know, what I, year, what year would that have been around? Do you know? Had to have been the 19 late sixties, early seventies. Okay. Wow. And so, you know, now that I came back a little bit more in tune, you know, I really started opening my eyes and things like corkscrews sliding off the bar would start happening. Mm. That I, that I would, I'm not going to say started happening when I got back because they probably have happened long before. Right, right. But from, from my perspective is when I started noticing things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and different odd things like, it, it, it's just the weirdest things like pens just flying off. Mm. And so I, I brought in a psychic medium and she walked through the entire restaurant and um, basically told us, you know, who was where and things to that matter. And she said it's a very active, active restaurant. Um, one of our dining rooms, the club room, she says, your grandfather's in here strong. Mm. Um, and like, you know, this is who I feel in here. We have bus kids that will no longer. Well, they're no longer with us, with the company, because they're grown and, you know, off doing their own thing in life. But we had one. He was a linebacker for the football team. Uh, saw my grandfather in there. Oh, wow. And this was like a six foot two big burly kid played, you know, varsity football. Yeah. Yep. Refused to go in there. Wow. And so, you know, a lot of kids have seen my grandfather. And that ties back into the same medicine man that came and blessed my house years before. He was sitting in our private dining room, which is connected to the club room, and saw my grandfather. Wow. Oh, wow. So everything kind of, you know, circles around, which is kind of cool in a way, but it's also kind of creepy. <laughs> Do you feel him? I mean, have you seen your, your grandfather around? Um, you know, I do feel him, especially when I'm there very late at night mm -hmm. uh, doing things. I, I've yet to see him, but I know that he's... You know, I always have that that feeling of being watched in the bar because right. the bar is connected to the club room, and there has been you know times that I did see a shadow yeah. out of the corner of my eye, but mm -hmm. I can't definitively say if it was my grandfather or not because I did not see the full apparition. Right. Wow. But you know they're also they also ho check me. Uh, we <laughs> we serve up uh, sarma, which is a Yugoslavian cabbage roll, and mm -hmm. I you know make it during the mornings and. 
after the mornings, my friends and some of the employees, we'd like to go out and, you know, have some brunch and get drunk. <laughs> great, great. And uh, here recently, uh, I left a pot of Sarma in the back kitchen to be put into the freezer. And as I was turning off the lights to that area, I heard a pen drop in uh, the further part of the back kitchen. So I went back to see, you know, what dropped. And then there I go. The, the pot of Sarma is right there that I forgot to put in the freezer. Oh, wow. So they definitely do ho-check me. They, you That's know, funny. <laughs> I think they just want to continue on the energy, yeah. you know, for having this this restaurant continue on for so many years because this is this was their baby. This was their everything that they started. I mean, that's it's it's that's, been widely known around the world. This restaurant and probably that's, that's cool. Known as one of the top steakhouses in the state of Wyoming. That so, is cool, man. That really is cool. awesome. How many um, is brains and your grandfather? And who else? Are there any other known, um, you know, like entities that you know you're, na- you know, named? Like, how how big is the cast? So we're also picking up um, my grandmother, who was officially okay. known as Mama Sweeler, and um, she is um, seen basically in the back kitchen, mm-hmm. and that would make a lot of sense because that's yeah. where she mainly was, and um, it was kind of like a a tradition that we didn't have a cashier per se up front all of the guests would go back into the kitchen after they were done eating and pay her at the cash register in the back. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that the the medium was, wasn't aware of that kind of history. And she, you know, said exactly where I see your grandmother, and that's exactly where she used to sit. Wow. And that's where she would take people's money, and people would come back and see her and definitely have that. And then she picked up on my aunt Soph. Um, who worked at the restaurant basically up until the day she died. And Soph's home was connected to the restaurant before we um, tore it down. And so she's still there. So we're working with about four to five apparitions, including my father. They say that she, they say my father pops in a lot in the back um, kitchen, which is the new addition, which would make a lot of sense because that was, that was his project. That's cool. That is really cool. Wow. It's great, too, to be involved in something that's passed down through the family. And, like, it's, I mean, in a in kind of a fucked up way, it kind of seems like it would be, like, a kind of uh, comforting to have the people around that were so invested in the thing. It's not like having some stranger there that you don't know that is trying to spook you. Um, you know, you, you, you know it's it's the folks that you know, or your family that are, that are there to love and support what you're doing. I think it's great. I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting story. It's and and unique. And, you know, I completely agree with you. You know, most people would get swooped out and things like that. And people ask, well, aren't you scared being there, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning doing stuff? And I said, no, if anything, I'm more protected knowing that my family's there and knowing that nothing bad would ever happen to the place. They wouldn't, Mm. they wouldn't allow it. Sure, absolutely. Your guardian angels now, sorts. Now, now, when are you going to start the uh, ghost tours there? <laughs> you know, actually, we um, kind of did a little trial run for a um, dinner with the spirits, is what I called it, oh, where nice, I nice. had that same psychic medium come in. People would have dinner, and then she'd read the crowd and things like that, and then read the building. And I've been considering redoing that, but we're uh, we're just in the process of, you know, kind of because it, it just got turned over manager-wise to myself and my cousins. So now we're just trying to figure out what's what's our next step. And 
you know, how, how far we want to go with this paranormal yeah, thing. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can go either way, really. Exactly. Because yeah. you'd hate to, there's, you know, long, long-term customers there. You'd hate to offend. And, you know, I think that just with our, this generation of us younger people, we're more open to it. Right. And we're not seeing it as, you know, something evil or something bad that the church yeah. has been trying to put out there for many, many years to people. But it's definitely not something Ouija board type of stuff that we would yeah. do. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's it's a great opportunity to let people get more in tune with their spirituality and realize that, you know, I think that there's something else out there. Not saying that it has to be an organized religion type of deal, but life after death. Yes, I think there's something out there. Sure. I think that's, uh, that's you know, one of the things that we've been doing this sh- almost for s- coming up on six years. And I think it's one of the things I take away from these types of conversations is that as soon as you, you, you block yourself off to having these experiences, you know, some in, in the spiritual realm or whatever, um, you might be missing out on something and and i think it's important it's important that we have these experiences as humans something outside of the realm of reality that we can't really explain and um not everybody's going to be into it but at the same time these things exist these things happen and they're real experiences and the 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 sooner that people can accept that, the better. Because I think you can enrich your life. It may, it may gives you may, it gives you a little bit of a different perspective on things. I think. You know, and I totally agree with that. And you know, you don't have to you know necessarily believe in it all the way, but just don't turn your nose up it and say yeah. people are crazy. Yeah. Because I mean, as as you said, I mean, you've spoken, been doing this for six years. I mean. There has to be something behind it if there's all these people with experiences. We're not all crazy. I mean, I might be a little bit crazy, but I'm not that crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, since since basically since our first or second guest, uh, we've said that you know you might be you might be crazy, but you're our kind of crazy. So there it's we go. All, it's all right. Right. Um, so Wyoming is one of those. It's big sky country. You know, you can basically look from horizon to horizon at any given time and you know it's a flat area right almost definitely well depending right. on where you're at depending well, yeah, on where yeah. you're at it's true. um because i i am kind of in the valley of the mountains but i have that you know where where i'm at if you look to your left you'll see you know the mountains and it's including gannett peak which is the highest peak in wyoming and then you look to the right it's the plains flatlands and yep. things that matter have, so have you seen anything in the skies any strange things in the skies because uh we tend to hear you know people who live for live outside of bigger cities and live outside of a lot of light pollution and also just terrain pollution i guess of uh, blocking off your scene like you've got a lot of trees around but like because i know that in oklahoma both of us we saw strange lights in the sky because it was they were very visible to be seen I need a cigarette for this one. <laughs> no, so this is well. This is something that I've never, never told people, okay. <laughs> because people think that I'm actually really crazy. But yes, um, my friend Tori and I did see a UFO. 
in um, outside of Hudson. And it was just her and I, um, and we were cruising along. Um, oh gosh, was it Coal Miner Road? And we were literally like in the middle of nowhere. And we saw a, a saucer with lights that was that was literally parked in this field. Nothing can access this field. I mean, it's not something where they'd have an oil rig or anything like that. And we, we did see something. It scared the hell out of us. We turned around and we got the hell out of there. It was landed. It was landed. Oh, wow. And this is the other incident that we've had. And this is personal. Um, Tori was there too. My friend Rachel myself and um our friend tashina we were coming home from uh from homecoming and it had been snowing that night and i mean this was this was the weirdest experience that i've ever had and there was i mean multiple witnesses so yes i'm not that crazy people but um we saw up in the sky there was one big flash of red two big flashes of blue and then this big flash of white light and I'm just, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. This flash of light was so bright and big, it lit up the entire inside of the car. Whoa. To where we could see each other. Damn. And that occurred in Lander, Wyoming. Wow. Wow. And then my father would tell me stories of his brother seeing a UFO in uh, Sinks Canyon. How, where's, and, how, where's and, that? How far is that from you? Uh, about 30 miles. Okay. Oh, wow. So about the same same area that we saw that big flash of light. Damn. And I mean, this was like, we were in the middle of town when this happened. So I'm not for sure exactly what, what that was. I can't say if it was extraterrestrial or what, but I mean, you don't usually see a couple flashes of lights in the sky and then one big, big one that lit up things like the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially, and I mean, like now, the only thing that you could possibly think that maybe could do something like that is if you there was a helicopter with a super powerful spotlight on. But I would imagine you would know what that looks like and know what it sounds like. Oh, I've been in a helicopter since I was a kid. There so you definitely, go. Definitely not a helicopter. There you go. And I, I will say this though: um, my father was a former senator and a member of the House of Representatives. Very good mm-hmm. friends with. Uh, different odd people in the government that I don't want to that I don't want to mention um, just to pause real quick yep. can you hear the dog it's fine yeah yeah you're good hold on real quick yep always good to have some UFO talk sorry about that, yeah. sorry about that. Uh, no, no worries no, no problem but um, back to what I was saying um, you know my father did have you know a bit of a higher rank in government Mm -hmm. and knew a lot of people in the government and i just if he didn't think that ufos were were real or mumbo jumbo if you will i think he probably would have said something yeah Mm. yeah not saying you know he knew everything you know or was that connected with the government but i just if my father didn't believe in something like that and been in the Air Force and, mm-hmm. you know, had been uh, a pilot and, you know, I feel like he would have said something like that's that's not true. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's it's it's amazing how many people have stories like that. I mean, not very many people have stories about a landed UFO, but a lot yeah, of people, that, that's very that's weird. that's amazing. Uh, but a lot of people have stories about. 
seeing weird stuff. And, and now that we live in this day and age where we're getting more and more video, we got everybody with a phone that's able to take these, you know, incredible videos of things and the, and the, and our own governments come out and, and, uh, come, you know, quote unquote clean with the, the American people. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting and weird time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, and you know, that is the fabulous thing about everybody having a, you know, a really great camera in their pocket right. these days is, you know, it's getting to the point where you can't disprove what's out there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. And just more things just pop up and, and, but also there's so much that goes undocumented because these things happen so quickly. Right. Um, you know, that you may see something and it may take you a second or two to recognize it in your brain that you don't know what it is. So you're like, Oh, well I need to get my phone out. And by the time you get your phone out and, you know, stop fumbling with it or whatever to get it to where you open up the correct app and, you know, try to take a picture or a video and whatever it was is gone. Yeah. So for sure. That's, well, I will know. say though, I'm not the only person that I know of that has seen things like that in in the sky. Yeah. To that matter, here in Wyoming, because you would be really shocked just with how many people have seen things, and that's just going along with Wyoming being, you know, this big wide open space. Yep. But yep. you know, we are the least populated state in the entire yeah. nation. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly and, why I asked you because I knew that you know the the likelihood of you having seen something, uh, you know, it was very high. Um, because of the, the geography and how it is and how you're more apt to notice something, an anomaly in the sky. Most definitely. And I feel as if it could be more of a safe haven for things of that nature just because, I mean, there there's nobody out here. Right. Yeah, yeah you guys are half a million people, right? Something like that, population. I think that we finally broke half a million. Okay, that's a not <laughs> hey, very many people. Party, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, uh, and that was one one area of LA that I lived in. Right. Which, yeah. You know, it's blows my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. That's amazing. Well, Danny, thank you for coming on and and sharing these stories with you. We'd love to have you come back. Is there any yes. is there anything you'd like to plug as far as social media, how people could get in touch with you, any any projects you're working on, uh, the restaurant, anything that you want to you want to get out there? Definitely. Um, you guys can always find me on uh, Instagram at Danny Dior. Just look for the verified check mark and the one that Paris Hilton follows. <laughs> and if you're ever in Central Wyoming. Please come and stop by Sweeler's Bar and Steakhouse, uh, and we'll be sure to definitely uh, get you fed with some of the biggest and best steaks in the state of Wyoming. And make sure you ask for me and I might buy you a shot. Oh, <laughs> that fantastic! That's dude. a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take you up on language, it. And booze, <laughs> oh, dude, you got me. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for um, asking me to be a part of the show. I really appreciate it, and hope that we hey, can talk again in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a great time. You Thanks. take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash 
story.myspreadshop.com. That's what's dash your spelled Y E R dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com. That's correct. Get in touch with us. Go buy some merch. We got some cool stuff. Yeah, dude. And you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Always nice to meet a friend from Wyoming. I've uh, been to Wyoming a couple of times. I don't know that I've ever been through his area, although I, there's a good chance, but, uh, it's so beautiful out there, beautiful country and, uh, always love hearing weird ghosty type stories, which he, he brought and he brought them in, uh, in many forms. Indeed. And also, uh, you know, a, a, a fairy story that we yeah, had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and coincidentally, you know, I mean, we hadn't had hardly any kind of, you know, fairy lore uh, popping up on the show. But then in the past couple of weeks, bam, two, you know, and from so different weird. parts of the world. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's fun. I, I really think that, um, you know, the Queen Mary, that, that, uh, I really want to, I don't know if I'd want to do an investigation, but I certainly would like to go visit it and get a vibe for it. Which is funny because I used to live there, man, and I would look mm-hmm. at the Queen Mary every time I would drive in Long Beach over the bridge. And, uh, I never, it never really struck me at that time to go visit, but I really want to go see that. I really want to kind of see what it's all about. Well, you know, your wife would love, Oh to, yeah, uh, do the investigation that whole thing. Yeah, so you know absolutely. that's where. You go. Hey, look there you I'd go. Be, Your next yeah big uh, big anniversary <laughs> surprise birthday thing. You'll have to go <laughs> and uh, do that, and yeah. also you'll have to take a, a recording device and uh, yeah, just take it on tour. And uh, you know we'll have a special episode, a cup, uh, a couple's episode, where you and your wife go through the Queen Mary, and uh, uh, and, and and record and do uh, do a live show, live Abs- podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you know, no bars held. So that would be cool. But yeah, dude, <laughs> I be, yeah. you know the Queen Mary is one of those historically well-known haunted boats, um, ships rather, and. Um, you know, and it is wild, you know, how there are like these giant vessels who are still open to the public in some way. And, uh, you know, we do need to keep stuff like that open for history's sake. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, but also for, you know, for exploring ghosts and hauntings and such. I've not been to the Queen Mary, but I went to the uh, USS. I think it's the North Carolina in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay, yeah, man. Yep. I I may have gotten it wrong. Maybe it's the Wilmington, Wilmington. I don't know, but I should know better. Uh, But, of course, that was like, you know, 25 years ago or something like that. Yeah. 
if not more. It's and, cool, though. Uh, it's really cool, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, to- yeah. It's really awesome to go around. Because, I mean, if you're not going to get on these boats unless you're in the Navy. Right. You know, these ships. I keep. I should keep saying. Yeah. You're not going to get out and see these ships, really, unless you're in the Navy. And uh, so I've been on that. And I was on the – I did take a tour of the USS Constitution, that old uh, Civil War uh, – pre-Civil War era ship yep. many, many moons ago. Because I've always loved history and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously, uh, being me, uh, never, uh, never saw or heard any ghosts that I'm aware of. Well, the, you know those those old ships were built so well. Like, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite shows. I think I might have brought it up while we were talking about this. I don't really remember that much, but uh, uh, the Deadliest Catch is one of my yep. used to be one of my more sort of favorite reality based TV shows it's gotten pretty scripted here lately I'm not a big fan of it but but anyway all those ships are from uh, the World War II era and it just goes to show you you know um, you know American ship uh, shipbuilding back then was really uh, second to none I mean these yeah. now they got to you know of course they got to go back in and fix things and reinforce things but man these are are, are still operating almost mm-hmm. God, a hundred years later, it's like, you know, it's pretty impressive, man. So, uh, I yeah, and it's always that thing about the ocean and and those vessels that are just cap. They've always captivated me. I think maybe as a kid watching all of those old documentary World War II documentaries and yeah. and and just Pearl Harbor and all that. Just it's fascinating stuff, man. Yeah, definitely, dude. And you know what? Uh, it sounds like uh, our guests, our friends here, it sounds like Weirdsville needs to make a pilgrimage up to Svilar's, uh Steakhouse. And yes. uh, you know, not only so that you can go and say hi to Danny and tell him that you heard uh, about him and uh, heard him on the show and, and heard about the place from there so that he'll buy you a shot, uh, but also <laughs> so that you can... Maybe, you know, have an experience with, uh, you know, Brains or Grandma, Grandpa, Svilar or his dad or Aunt Sophie yeah. or any of the number of the uh, of the, the, the friendly ghost that it seems there Absolutely. At, the, at, the, at the steakhouse. Absolutely. Sounds like a great time. So I, I'm going to definitely try to make it that way if I get out there. There's a chance that I make it out there and if, if I if I do I'm gonna stop by and, and, and see him and uh, enjoy my steak and uh, free shot. Not free steak, <laughs> just a shot. <laughs> Well, Danny, thanks again for talking to us. We had a blast. Uh, great conversations. We didn't even get to, we didn't even touch on the UFO stuff that he saw, um, but great stuff. We'll we'll probably have to hear some more again uh, from Danny for sure. Uh, so go and follow him on Instagram. That's uh, it's Danny Dior. D-A-N-N-Y-D-I-O-R and uh, look for the verified as he says and uh, he's you know uh, he's, he's, he's quite a character and like I said we had a great time um, join us next week here on the podcast we'll be back as always and uh, next week's guest is Liz and uh, we've got Liz has another fantastic conversation we just you know we've been just have we've been really fortunate uh even blessed this year to have so many fantastic guests and return guests 
Uh, and I say return guests because uh, coming all along down the road, we've got uh, our buddy Ron uh, from California and, uh, and also our good friend Desi, uh, the lieutenant uh, mayor of Weirdsville, coming back here in the near future. Uh, but that's still a few weeks away, and we still got lots of good stuff for you to hear uh, in the coming weeks. But... We're always looking for more. Uh, we want to hear your stories. We want to hear your weird stories, your exciting stories, your adventure stories, your bizarre stories, your ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoots, uh, your true crime, <clears throat> your hilarious uh, high school hijinks, um, stupid stuff you did as a kid, you know, uh, family secrets, um, you know, crazy drug binges. We just like hearing good stories. And we like having great conversations and uh, making new friends and laughing along the way. So contact us through our social media. Uh, what's your weird story? And uh, follow us all of there. Either, uh, or you can go to our website, whatsyourweirdstory.com where all of our episodes are available to listen and download for free. And uh, you can also email us at WYWSPOD at gmail.com. Thank you once again, Danny. Thank you once again, Weirdsville. Thank you once again, Smiling Sensei Barry Johnston, for being here thank and making you. the sound great. Oh, thank you, buddy. All right. We will check you out next time. Everybody have a good week or however long in between episodes that specific undefined time unit that you listen to episodes uh, have between now and then have a good good week good time be be good do good things smile at strangers but not creepy way don't smile at them creepily and just well just be safe be weird